When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Chris Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. And Joyce, we're still doing the Emmys, and we're going to focus on drama this week. It's a, a, a lot of fun, it seems. A lot of drama. Uh, a lot of drama in the past couple of days, even this morning, Tuesday Even morning. this morning, yes. We're recording this on uh, <laughs> Tuesday, so not the... But the greatest day, maybe to doing this, but we'll 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 make it through. It'll it'll be good. Uh, the drama stuff, uh, really, uh, too many nominees. We talked about this last week in our big overview. A lot of nominees potential. A lot of shows coming back, new shows and old shows. Joyce, you were on a binge this week, just burning through everything. You 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 finally caught up to me on Severance, so you finished Severance. I watched seven shows in the past seven days. <laughs> just a, relentless. It doesn't stop. <laughs> It just doesn't. Uh, so yes, I'm I'm all caught up with Severance, like like most people, since it just ended on Friday. Yes, we got yeah. a little bit of clarity on their Emmy submissions. It, it mm-hmm. seems like uh, uh, we'll have a uh, Brit Lower, I believe, or it's it Lower Lower like Flower, according to her uh, Twitter bio. So she'll Brit Lower like Flower will be uh, in Best Actress, and then Patricia Arquette then shifts to Supporting Actress, which we which is the right. about call <laughs> yeah we talked about that last week she's still in our prediction center as of right the second as a lead actress but i'm sure that will change uh we talked about that last week where uh just like it would be a pretty pretty strong category fraud in the wrong direction uh, if she was in lead because she's really not the lead yeah and that was also partially why i didn't predict her in lead because i felt like she they might eventually move her to supporting right Brit is the female lead She's great. I had never seen her before. And then I realized I did uh, in Mr. Roosevelt, which is a smaller indie movie that uh, Noah Wells did. Do you remember her, uh, Noah Wells? Yes, yes. It's a really good movie. I think it was on Netflix for a while. Uh, and she's in that and she's great. And I had not seen her really in a lot of stuff. And then she just pops up on uh, Severance. And I thought she's just awesome. She's quite she great. has a, a great episode submission. Not that those really matter that much anymore with the finale. So finale is is great uh we we get well i guess we'll be talking about that show and maybe be spoiling it so if you haven't watched severance yet uh be careful. Uh, i guess we should just uh, put out a general warning that there will likely be a lot of spoilers for a lot of shows so <laughs> yes so you're like oh no we don't we, we don't, we don't like plan out what we're gonna say so no, uh, no. we just bring it so, yeah, so- uh, we'll we'll time stamp like segments so if you're someone who cares about spoilers. You might want to avoid that segment. Yeah, just skip, skip off. It. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was that was one show, and then uh, Killing Eve ended this week. Choice with the um, finale, just a uh, polar opposite reactions to so, those two finales. <laughs> so the Severance finale aired Thursday night, I guess, and I felt like I had, so I'd watched ahead on the screeners, and I really loved the Severance finale. And I remember telling all my friends, being like, "You have to watch the show," because I don't think a lot of people were even like thinking about it really. When it started, Apple's weekly episode drops, 
And I feel like now people are like, oh, the finale was incredible. Like the response to the finale was so loud online that people I think are going to now go back and start checking it out and perhaps really enjoy it because I do think it's like a pretty solid show. Uh, Killing Eve, on the other hand, uh, started strong. I mean, way back when the first season of Killing Eve aired, it was like a very buzzy hit uh, and has kind of petered out. And then the finale, uh, would you say I have not? Uh, here's what I would say. I have not seen a response in the negative to a finale in that regard since the original Dexter finale. People really what, did not What about like Game it. of Thrones? I don't even think Game of Thrones is as, as polarizing as this is because Game of Thrones, I think people are like annoyed with. But this one, I was like, this is like Dexter level where people are just mad. I think all three are kind of on the same level in terms of the fan reaction. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm not a Killing Eve viewer. Right. So I'm like totally impartial to this, but I was just like LOLing at like all the reactions on Sunday. <laughs> like, it seemed wow. like really not what you want. People were no. very unhappy. Yeah. And the thing was, it's like this season it premiered in february i think i think it premiered like the day of sags right and um the the reaction was kind of underwhelming in general i think so then i don't know i guess i I wasn't really thinking about like what the finale was going to be but maybe just based on the season-long reaction it would just be kind of like on par with that but people really despise it (laughs) and i read about what they did yeah um uh yeah choices were made (laughs) Choices were made uh, a lot like uh, a show that was really uh, kind of, you know, in, I think embraced by by the LG, LGBTQ community. And then they did a bury the, your gaze trope at the at the end there, uh, which is not. Were, what you, were you around a couple of years ago for the hundred controversy yes. with Klexa? Yeah, we, we I think I was at EW actually for that. And uh, we did a lot of uh, there was a lot of con- there was a lot of controversy around yeah, that. And I was, that, that I was, was at TV Guide and uh, we, we covered that extensively. So this felt like that also. But again, I think on a higher profile, because Killing Eve was such a, a, a really big like lightning in a bottle show in those first couple of seasons, at the very least. Um, and so I actually was like the response was so poor to the finale that I actually I could see it just getting like wiped out in, in the Emmys here. I didn't have it really rating very highly at all. And Best Actress is still kind of wide open enough, which we'll talk about here, where you could say like, oh, you know, like a Jodie Comer probably could get in or Sandra. Oh, but I'm like, I don't know. This is this was so unliked that I was just I'm like, maybe it won't maybe it won't rate. It's it's funny because i i put killing eve in way back in february when i first did uh predictions right before the season premiere just because season three got in and that was kind of underwhelming too right um but then last week i took it out because people were like the season's not great and now <laughs> i still had jody and sandra in um so now i don't regret taking the series out I, I have the series out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I still have both of them in and I don't like, I can see that like, cause there's, they still put in great work. Like everyone agrees, yeah. like, you know, it's not their fault. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, they were great. So I could still see them getting in and surviving this. And right. then the other thing is, you know, people did not like season eight of game of Thrones. Obviously still got 32 nominations. Uh, one drama series got 10 acting nominations. So, but I, Killing Eve is not a Game of Thrones. Correct. So it's not going <laughs> to I actually uh, took, exceed expectations like that, I don't think. I uh, I took out the series and I took out Sandra. I still have Jodie Comer, but she's hanging by a thread. I have her in sixth in my, in my uh, predictions. 
yeah. So I don't, I, I could see it just getting actors. Um, Cause sometimes the acting branch is just a completely different beast. Uh, right. I mean, it's branch voting anyway. So, right. uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Cause you know, they, they got, uh, I took Fiona Shaw out last week as well. So I didn't put her back in. And uh, that was a very controversial, what she did in the finale as well. So. Yeah. I don't have her in either. I will say since we last did this, I did uh, put Ozark in. Uh, remember we, we, well, you did it live last. I week. did it live, but it's still in. And I actually moved it way up. I have it in third place. Cause <laughs> okay. uh, uh, so there you go. So I have succession squid game in Ozark and I have better call Saul and Yellowstone. The things I switched since we last discussed were uh, I booted out yellow jackets my beloved yellow jackets for stranger things, which had a trailer premiere this morning for volume one, like, like an hour ago. <laughs> and uh, it looks great. It still looks good. I don't, I don't know. That show is, uh, hasn't been on in three years. I, I guess I remain con- unconvinced and unsure of how this will all play out. Like you were saying last week, we have like, kind of like maybe we're each of different minds, perhaps a little bit where it's like, for shows like Stranger Things, Barry and Atlanta that were so popular and such like big, strong Emmy favorites three years ago, coming back now for the first time in three years, do they just stay as like Emmy faves or are they like kind of forgotten about because there are flashier, newer things that people will be excited about? I have no idea. I have Stranger Things in and I have Barry in, but I don't have Atlanta in for, you know, I don't know, because I just feel like the buzz on Atlanta hasn't been strong and maybe I'll even take Barry out depending on how that season comes back later this month. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I've, I watched one episode of the new season of Barry and not even the premiere. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is how chaotic I am because I saw that the third episode was called Ben Mendelsohn and I'm like oh, yeah. I'm watching this right now. <laughs> um, okay. So, but- but- for drama, yeah. So I threw Stranger Things in, and I have Severance, and I'm holding strong on Euphoria, which is in my, those are my those are my eight. Yeah, I. So I I have all three of Stranger Things even before the trailer today, um, and Barry and Atlanta in. Uh, I think like that's the safe way to go, but also, yeah, like they they could just kind of reject new things and you don't know how they'll respond to it. I think some for something like Severance, it aired at a great time because yeah. it's not a new show premiering this week. Right. And that might, there's like an onslaught of spring premieres right now. There's like 50 shows between now and like May 31st. Right. Right. Like, but it ended five, four days ago, whatever. And so, you know, and like there's buzz around it and people are like, you know, in love with the finale. So they'll tell their friends to watch whatever, you know, a lot, lot of industry support, like a lot of famous people tweeting yeah, about the show. for sure. And so I think, you know, there's enough time between now and voting in two months for voters to catch up to this newer show that ended at the right time. Right. Instead of starting a completely new show like this week. Um, yeah. And I, I actually dropped Yellow Jackets too today, but I put it in Bridgerton. So I have. Bridget, I, I mean, I don't think that's a poor choice. I guess I would say if, if I was going to drop Euphoria, I might throw Bridgerton in there as well. Um, I just felt like with Yellow Jackets, I think an issue is, A, it's, again, out of sight, out of mind a little bit because it was kind of peaked in interest, I think, in the winter. And now it's like you said, there's a million shows and like returning popular things and new things that's like Severance that have gotten like that push. And I do think while... 
I think Yellow Jackets was really great. And I enjoyed watching it. Really good mystery. And I think it's in the same kind of genre a little bit as Severance, where it's like a mystery box show that people are like excited to theorize about. My my sense, at least reading a lot of like the the Reddits and the, the people who read Reddits, uh, Joyce, uh, was that you, Severance. You would read Reddit. <laughs> the, the Severance finale, and I think the Severance first season was enjoy, people really like that and they feel like it's going to pay off. And I think with Yellow Jackets, it was maybe it's not going to pay off or we're not sure. Cause like a lot of the postmortem interviews were like the creators being like, Oh, we were surprised at how carefully people were picking over certain aspects of the mystery and maybe finding mystery where they didn't even intend to put mystery. Whereas severance, everything seems like it's very well thought out. And even if it's not, they're actually like saying it's well thought out. So like, you know, for season two, they could potentially pay it off. And I wonder if that like kind of, Severance stole a little bit of Yellow Jacket shine, and that's why I knocked it out. I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, yes, it definitely did because it's there. I think there's more buzz around like Severance now than there was even around Yellow Jackets when its season ended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like to your point of like they're like the creatives, like different reactions to the fan reactions. Like, I think, you know, the mystery box element is why people are so much more attached to severance. Mm-hmm. I think like, I mean, we kind of talked about this last week. Cause like, I, I don't really watch shows this way. Like I, I just, I, I don't try to theorize, maybe I'm just completely imaginative, but like, I don't care about like what they're going to do or try to figure out like, right. Even with mysteries, like I know they'll eventually tell me. So I'm just watching for the story and like the characters and everything. And even like mystery shows, like Big Little Lies, like I didn't care who was dead. Like, I know they'll tell me eventually, you know? Right. Um, And yeah, so, and I think like, you know, this was kind of like a symptom of Lost and also the internet back then. Like everyone watches a show as if it's a mystery to be solved. And a lot of shows are not mysteries to be solved. Right. You know, but, and, and I think sometimes you get so attached to theories in like the Reddit world and people become like unmalleable to their own theories. And then they get disappointed by whatever the show does. But like that, something like Severance, you could tell mm-hmm. it's so deliberately plotted. Mm-hmm. And I found it, I, I thought the season was too long, even though like the runtime, the last like couple episodes, great, for, like 41 minutes, solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought it, it could have been like six episodes because mm-hmm. I thought like, especially the first half, it was just kind of, really just happy to like I don't mean this as a pejorative but like sort of like spin its wheels and kind of just like be repetitive in letting like the characters like like stay in that world like as like innies you know yes and things really picked up like like I I thought the last three episodes were great so I was watching I actually put on so we watched I watched the whole thing obviously and then I watched the first we started I started rewatching it again so and then I watched it so I watched the first episode like about three times, I would say at this point, <laughs> watching it last night, the first episode. I think you're right. And again, it, it's a symptom of all of these shows, even the ones I really love. Like I love Severance. I honestly have enjoyed most of these shows, but even like we we're saying, like the dropout, a lot of these like limited series that were movies, if it was 10 years ago that are now limited series, the first few episodes are incredibly drawn out as establishing episodes. And mm-hmm they end up paying off at the end, but it is a long trek. And if it was a movie, it would be like the first 30 minutes or whatever, rather than the first three hours. So Severance had a little bit of that, though I will say like watching it again, 
and this is what we're spo- we'll spoil this a little bit here. Uh, so P.S. But like Zach Cherry's character has later in the season is revealed. He's like a uh, in his innie is like very excited about like the the prizes that he's able to get as a worker bee. And later in the season, it's revealed that he has like a family at home and it's like really kind of it sets him off and like throws off his everything because he finds out like he has a kid that he doesn't think that his any didn't know about right now he does and maybe multiple kids though whether that's true or not we'll see in season two i think i think um milchick said he has three kids like he has three but is that true who knows right because milchick's not a trustworthy narrator but anyway the first like literally the first episode the first thing like uh one of the first things zach cherry says i forget his character's name but um Dylan. Dylan, right. One of the first things Dylan says is, is uh, Totoro's character comes in uh, and is like, hey, kids, what's for dinner or something? Like, that's his, like, hackney, like, uh, worker, like, catchphrase. And, like, they're, like, kind of busting his balls about it. And Zach Cherry's like, what are you, like, the worst dad ever? And it's, like, kind of, like, crazy because, like, he is actually maybe a bad, like, why would you do that if you were, why would you sever yourself if you had a family? And it's, like, little things like that they, they kind of, like, see throughout the season that are really cool on rewatch. And I could see why they were probably like excited and thinking about the whole show as like a long movie. But I'm like, who's really going to go back and watch it besides like you? A, a right. <laughs> so I'm like, that's like the push and pull of like these mystery box shows. Yeah, like, like it's. I mean, I I know like some people who've started watching Severance since um, you know the finale, like over the weekend, <laughs> and like a lot of like the reactions I've gotten is like, this is really slow, and I'm like, yeah, I know. It was um, really it, slow. The first and, like it also. Slow. Like last week, or I mean, maybe like two weeks ago, I was thinking about the Minx pilot. Yeah. Which uh, uh, season finale this Thursday or the last yes. episode. Um, I was thinking about like how much stuff they do in that pilot in 30 minutes. And on a lesser show, everything that happens in that pilot would unfurl over like four episodes, right? Like the first half of the season. But Minx packs <laughs> so much stuff into those 30 minutes. And I, I like, you know, like we were talking about like dropout last week or like before even how, you know, like, like you said, like they take like three episodes just to set up all like the background. And yeah. So I feel like more shows should be like mix basically. Like I was thinking, yeah, I was, it. I was definitely thinking that too. I mean, the 30 minute, like it's a different, it's a different setup, but like you said, like the end of the severance season, the episodes are like 40 minutes mm-hmm. and they're like cooking and like incredibly well paced. And you just wonder like, can you, can it be tightened up a little bit? I, I know that season one, I think is nine episodes, right? And now I yeah. think season two, they said it will be 10. Probably if they're 10, they'll be like a little shorter. You know, I wonder if they did, if they, if this season was 10, they would have maybe spaced out like the length. You would have maybe had a longer season, maybe the episodes are shorter. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think one of like, probably the best aspect of the severance finale is that it's 41 minutes. Like there's no flab at all. And no. I think that's why people responded to it so well because it was suspenseful because right. it's like not a second is wasted. Right. And a lot of times, even with shows that their normal runtime is like 40 something minutes, you know, for the finale to go all out and it's like over an hour, you know? And then I'm right. like, no, don't do that, please. <laughs> but so it was like 41 minutes and it, it was great. So what do you think? So like we talked about this last week, you actually had uh so we have severance in for drama. I think I, I did put Adam Scott in. Oh yeah. I had Adam Scott in. You did. <laughs> So I put Adam Scott in today and I actually dumped Bob Odenkirk, sadly. I mean, he was stuffed last time. He was stuffed last time. And I'm like, the season's going to be split. So then they could, you know, he could be come back at the end, maybe. 
uh, for the finale final season. So I put Adam Scott in, but we, so we can't put Britt Lauer in yet. Would you, would you put her in for best actress? It, now looking I, at best actress. I don't know. Cause I feel like, I mean, <laughs> I think, I think maybe like the easiest thing to do is just drop the killing Eve gals. Right. And, and, you know, Britt is also like one person. There's not an open spot there. So I, I don't, I, I feel like they would need to go be like really into severance to get a bunch of nominations. And yeah, she's, you know, uh, not super famous, like some of the right. her fellow co-stars. Um, yeah, I, I don't what know. Do you, what do you have right now for best? I, I have like the top six. I have like the, okay. what everyone has, like Laura Linney, Zendaya, Jennifer Aniston, Melanie Linsky, Jodie Comer and Sandra. Oh, oh, I guess we should also uh, talk about the Yellow Jackets placements as well. So yellow jackets, all adult yellow jackets are lead and all the teen yellow jackets are supporting also a choice. So that makes it, I think, harder for someone like Christina Ricci or Juliette Lewis, both of whom are yeah. like really strong on yellow jackets to get in now, because I think the consensus has seemingly rallied around Melanie Linsky as like the lead actress contender. I mean, I think jackets. Melanie can still get in even Same. with the other three competing in lead. Um, but yeah, it hurts someone like Christina Ricci the most who probably could have gotten a supporting nomination. Exactly. So, I, yeah, I don't I know. Have, like, are you going to put Britt in? Well, I might, because right now I have the top, I have Laura Linney Zendaya and Melanie Linsky. And then I have Jennifer Aniston and Jodie Comer. And I threw Carrie Coon in for Gilded Age. I just, I think that show could get in. And I think that she's like really well liked, but I could see putting... Uh, I would put Britain probably over Carrie at the moment for if I had the opportunity to do so. Um, How so I would put many acting nominations do you think Severance will get? So I have it in for for Brit. I ha- if, when we can do that, I have it in. I would have Adam Scott. I think. I think you're right. I think you were right. Sight unseen last week that he's really good and like a very well liked actor, and it is like a really tricky performance times two, and I think he does a great job with it. I have both of them in and I'd have Patricia Arquette in for supporting actress. And then for supporting actor, I do have John Turturro. So I have it getting four, but I could see him not getting in. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sold on, on Turturro. I think he's great on the show, but I mean, there are also like a 35 potential best supporting actor contenders. So Mm it seems like you could make up any list of eight pretty much and be like, Oh, there you go. Like, yeah. And also like Christopher Walken again to supporting right. too. So I don't yeah. think he would get in. Cause I just don't think he's, while he is obviously a supporting actor and not a guest star. Well, he could get on like name. He could get on like name, but he's not in it very much. So that was why I didn't like, no, I, I guess his best episode is seven. Like the, is that that's the retirement party, right? Yeah. Right. They're, all, they're all blending in my head. <laughs> but, right. Um, yeah, I think like that. I mean, I, I love that. Uh, who who would have thought they would make such a great on-screen couple, John Turturro and Christopher Walken? But I know. <laughs> I I think a lot of that uh, push pull between them is is more just because of the way the show is written. Is is more from like John Turturro's half. Yes, I just, it just yeah. doesn't seem like Christopher Walken is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a little bit more reactive, and I guess you could probably say the same thing about um, uh, Helly as well, like the Innie. Helly, um, yeah. well, speaking of what you were saying before about like going back to rewatch, like after the finale, you might want to go back and rewatch the first, like what, like three, four episodes. Yeah. Just 
you know, see, cause like, you know, she's Helly spends like those, the first half, basically her first third trying to leave or resign. And now it's colored completely differently. If you were not expecting that twist that she is an Egan. Yeah. I was not expecting it. And I was like, it definitely is like a good twist that she is an Egan. I don't know. Uh, but it is. And also the way they react to her is that if you watch, it is a really interesting milkshake and, uh, Patricia uh, Cobal, Patricia Arquette's character, both of whom are like, you could tell that she's like an important person. They're very excited that she's there and stuff. And you're not sure why they're so excited when you're originally watching it, maybe. But then like, yeah, now I, I knew here. like something had to be up because like, her <clears throat> Audi was just so against her resigning. And then um, and then like I was also like clocking like uh, Milchik, like I was like, why is he taking all these photos? <laughs> Right. Everything. <laughs> Milchik so is that great. That was very well done when she sees like all the photos. And that's so good. Uh, yeah. That actor is great. Uh, Trammell Tillman. He is. He's actually, I would say he was probably my favorite performance. Same. And so that's yeah. the kind of thing where I'm like, would he get a, like, would he actually get in as a supporting actor rather than Turturro? I have Turturro in because of name recognition. He's also really good. But like the best performance on that show, I think is. I mean, that would show taste. That would show like they're actually watching it and like they're passionate about the show and him right. to right. Like single him out over like his bigger co-star sure. name co-stars. But yeah, I thought like he played that so well. Cause like he doesn't, the thing is like, he doesn't change the characterization that much, like physically. Um, mm-hmm. But like Milchik is so like, he's such a dick, but he's also like charismatic. And it's just like, like, you know, that like almost like a Joker-esque smile, like that everything he does, it's, it's so like perfectly modulated um it's, it's awesome yeah that would be a great supporting actor nomination so um and yeah like patty mm. i think yeah like it's like supporting and i think like she even if like adam like no one else gets in i think she can get in so can she win <sighs> yeah i guess i mean i mean i have yeah. julia garner in first so i have I have Julia Garner winning also. And then obviously Sarah Snook is the top in our uh, odds at the moment. But I, I mean, don't... oh no, I know I have Karen first, but I think like Julia, Julia is the, the performance that they respond to, but I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't I actually don't think Sarah can win, mm-hmm. but I have her first just do support her. <laughs> right. That, that makes sense. I don't, I don't know if she's going to win either, but those are the top two. And I'm like, I don't know, Patricia Arquette could actually, I mean, she's won obviously. She's a two time. <clears throat> right. And she, the, so interesting because I feel like her performance is also the most yeah because the dual role mm-hmm. sort of yeah and yeah so I it's I I can see people like being really into how she plays both of them um but I've also seen some people not being into right <laughs> I could see that. I don't know. Uh, the other people. So I would have her in and then I'm trying to figure out who I'll knock out. My my supporting actress list right now is Julie Garner and Sarah Snook, like we said, a young ho young for Squid Game, Jay Smith Cameron for Succession. I still have Rhea Seahorn in there, Joyce. I'm going down with that. I, I do, too. Probably not on July 12th, but I do have her. <laughs> I have a Sydney Sweeney for Euphoria. I put Kelly Riley in uh, based solely on a Mark Harris tweet that either you sent me or that I saw on his feed that he was like, how does Kelly Riley not have four Emmys for succession? I mean, for Yellowstone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly I get Riley. Confused. The same, 
So it's cowboy succession. Uh, no, I have Kelly Riley in, and I put Millie Bobby Brown in for Stranger Things. I'll be curious to see what Stranger Things, just thinking of that, watching that trailer today. And did you mention Sadie Sink last week when we were talking as a possibility? Um, I, I mentioned Sadie Sink when we were doing our Oscar nominations for next year because she's in The Whale. <laughs> So I was thinking of her for Stranger Things Volume 1 because the trailer that they released today, which is Tuesday, is just for Volume 1. So the sec- the fourth season is split in two. Uh, volume 1 airs for this Emmys. Volume 2 airs in July for next year's Emmys. And it's only nine episodes this season. So I can't wait for those hour and a half episodes for, for Volume 1 and 2. Uh, but I have no idea how they're going to split the season. But based on the trailer, the the main, most like prominent people in the trailer are Eleven, obviously, Millie Bobby Brown, and then Sadie Sink. And I wonder, will I guess so I'm I'm trying to figure out how will that season be structured, and will like, will there be a lot of million Bobby Brown in, in this first half of the season, or will it be like more focused on Hawkins, which leaves if you if you don't I don't think you actually have caught up, Joyce, on on stream. No, I am like like two and a half seasons behind on. So, so the, the you can spoil season, anything for me. I don't care. <laughs> the third season, which aired years ago at this point, yeah. three years ago now, uh, ends with a kind of like uh, Empire Strikes Back, like slash Fellowship of the Ring, like everybody going off in different directions. So like- I, I remember uh, David Harbour being in Russia with the so, shaved head. And people so he's in a Russian head. prison, David Harbour. And then jo- uh, Joyce and the, the Byers family, which is- uh, uh, Winona, Winona, yeah. and uh, Noah Schapp, Schnapp, and uh, Natalia Dyer, plus Eleven, all leave Hawkins. So Left and Hawkins are like the main boys, and like Sadie Sink. And I wonder if they are focused on Hawkins in the early parts of the season, and like the aftermath of what happened there slash everybody leaving. Then maybe Sadie Sink actually has a lot. We see her at the gravesite of her brother, who was a possessed murderer i think in the third season and ends up like sacrificing himself for the greater good at the end of the season um i don't know i was like maybe she like i guess we'll see with some of these shows so i have millie bobby brown in but i guess there's a long-winded way of saying who knows if she's even in it enough to be considered in this category or would rate compared to like someone like sadie sink and then maybe the second half of the season is more like a millie millie bobby brown time to shine i don't know yeah, I mean, she Millie hasn't been nominated since the second season, right? Right, yeah. So because they've they've been nominating David Harbor since then. So I don't have any <laughs> Stranger Things actors in right now. So I only we, have her in. I don't have David Harbor in either. Um, yeah. I I mean I don't know. So but I mean maybe if if you're like talking up Sadie so much, maybe her she could if if the whale is successful this season. She can get an Emmy nomination next year. <laughs> or do people Maybe forget if the she show. gets an Oscar nomination for The Whale. <laughs> We're just very excited about Sadie Singh here. I don't know. Uh, who knew? Who knew this is a Sadie Singh podcast? The other person I want to bring up, Joyce, again, Quincy Isaiah for Winning Time. I threw a dart at him last week. And then watching Winning Time this week, I was like, I feel really good about this. I think he's. I think he could get in. He's so good as Magic Johnson on Winning Time. This week's episode is a lot about his... Uh, his 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 striving to find a, a sneaker contract and also like dealing with the the fame aspect of his his life and what it means to be like a commoditized athlete basically and also uh his relationship with his like ex-girlfriend who becomes his wife. I just think he's great. I just love this performance. I'm so excited about Quincy Isaiah on this show. I don't know. I, I hope he gets in. I, I still feel like winning time, like like something like Severance stole 
the like the buzz or I mean the one time they even have like that much buzz like right. it wasn't the same but I feel like the the buzz that it needs is what like Severance has <laughs> you know it, but I like I, I enjoyed like winning time um and yeah I think I said this last week like my favorite supporting actor is Adrian Brody <laughs> from that show and he's he has, great yes he uh some great episodes coming up so right you were saying that and which makes sense based on like what happens in the season and stuff i don't know you're right there's not a lot of buzz i'd say for it as much as there is for obviously these for severance at the moment but i guess we'll see i don't know i mean it's a it's an hbo show and it is about the lakers and most of these voters lived through the the showtime era right that's what i was thinking and i was like the only problem is i was like are the boat the lakers obviously are not happy with the show and neither is magic is not happy with the magic has his own apple tv plus documentary so it's like what if the voters are like oh we don't want to we don't want to get magic mad at us so we better what what if they what if they nominate winning time and magic stock i guess they could do that and that would make him happy maybe but like (laughs) i don't know i was like what if i'm just trying to like play this out in my head i also put uh alan ruck in which i know will make you happy Yes, I have I have my all my succession people. So uh, in the team yeah. for succession, obviously. I am the eldest son. <laughs> he must be considered. He must be considered. Um, yeah, I, this is still. I I, I guess I the, I took out. Um, let me see. I took out Oh Young Soo for Squid Game to put oh, in. I I think I think he'll get it. I don't. I didn't really in? change anything. Well, because I, I, I have Quincy Isaiah, who you think right, is not Yeah, so I, I haven't put in any severance supporting actor yet. Um, I still have my both uh, Better Call Saul guys in there, even though I don't think they're both getting in. I put, I put uh, Giancarlo Esposito in, and I took out Jonathan Banks. Yeah, I think he can. I mean, if he got in for season five, when he didn't really do much. So Right. <laughs> Though I will say, I think I read an interview with Vince Gilligan or saw he was doing something and or that they were saying like the uh, it's a it's a dark season, I think, for for Jonathan Banks. So maybe like that would make him have like a meaty. Who knows? Yeah, I know. I, I just feel like, you know, we talked about this last week. I don't think the actors pay attention to that show and like the writers definitely pay attention to that show. Right. I don't know about the actors, but, I don't, you know, but they announced, you know, last week that. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul will be in the final season. So I don't know if that is the first half that's airing uh, or premieres next week or in the second half that premieres in July, which would make it eligible for next year's Emmys. I don't know. I kind of felt like the fact that they announced it now meant the first half personally, but at the same time, maybe I mean, it's the final season. They just split it. So they, right. Just... Who knows? Uh... I don't know. But then it's also, is it just going to be, like uh, a Claire Foy-esque cameo, but, you know, she still won an Emmy for that. <laughs> right. Which could or easily like happen. a substantial part. Right. Uh, I still have John C. Riley in. I'm going down with that <laughs> ship as well. Speaking of winning time. <laughs> Just love him. He's so good. He is. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to gauge winning time. Right I now. also don't know. I was just looking at this list. So the other, the people I don't have in then who are like obvious choices uh, above the, above both John C. Riley and Adam Scott, frankly, in the odds are uh, Bob Odenkirk though. Who knows? He was snubbed. Like we said, uh, Kevin Costner and Sterling K. Brown. And those two I've been like hung up on because I'm like, what if Sterling, I mean, Sterling K. Brown could easily get nominated, I think oh, for yeah. the final season. And, and I'm almost like, should I have him in there because of that? I don't know. It's just hard. I don't want to take out these other people because I like the performances better. But easily I mean, you could know, just put them in. 
I'm hoping it's it's what is it? What is it? April twelfth. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping still, Joyce. Like it's fine. We have exactly three months until nominations. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, anything you're else? To, like- you're trying to support some underdogs, potentially yeah. underseen performances. You know, Sterling has a bunch of Emmys. No, no shade to Sterling. No. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't have this is us in anywhere above the line. Neither do I. And I, again, it's one of those shows where I'm like, it definitely is kind of kind of tailed off, I guess, at least in the public consciousness. Right. I think it's still popular and like people like it, but yeah, and it's people, not like a but fans like really like the final season. And, right. It, it's definitely not like a, a killing Eve moment, I don't think. But uh, it, it does feel like it's not as top of mind or it's, again, like an older show that it's not as hey, look at this new shiny thing. And I don't know how that's going to, maybe that doesn't matter. Or maybe, you know, this is the last time. So maybe it does get in in a bunch of spots. I don't have it in it anywhere, but <laughs> maybe that's just a mistake. I don't know. Well, like Sterling has always got it in. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. And and like the show made it back in last year after it was snubbed the year before, but because it was really competitive two years ago. And last year, obviously it was uh, a, l- a little more open. <laughs> Well, that's so why year, also I don't the have field it is packed again. Right. Cause the field is packed. And I wonder if it just is like, Oh, well, we don't need to do it for the show. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And like, you know, people love Mandy Moore as well. And she got that surprise nomination a couple of years ago when people, when she was snubbed the year before and then they, they were like a year behind on her. And then, you know, obviously Re- Rebecca will uh, likely die. <laughs> I actually have, I, I had her in for like a brief second earlier. I was like, what if Mandy Moore gets in? I, could- I, I thought about it because I was like, if I drop like Sandra and Jody, like, should I do like Mandy? Like, I think she's like, like around like 10th or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see her getting in because again, like we're talking, like, I guess the problem with the best actress or an issue, a thing with best actress is you have like both Killing Eve stars and then you have like Jennifer Aniston as well, all for shows that were not as strongly received. Uh, this for this. It's, it's so funny how we're talking about like Severance getting all these nominations and Apple's first potential drama series nomination and not Morning Show, which did not get series last time. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe actually Mandy Moore gets in. You know what? I, I guess I just am like, I don't know. I, I, it does feel like best a- of all these categories. Like there's a lot more room, I think, in Best Actress than there is in the other ones to find like a few upset picks. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, oh wow, Carrie's. Coon is an eighth. Is that because of you? <laughs> no, I just put her in today. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, Gilded Age, I don't know what to do with Gilded Age either. Cause it's, I think people enjoyed it um, when it aired. It's, it's a, it's a low stake show and I love a low stake show. Like yeah. I, I, I finished Julia last week, uh, similarly low stakes, but greatly enjoyed it. I got to say, I was like disappointed that Julie is not here, but then I'm like, thank God, because it makes it so much easier <laughs> to get it in, in places. In comedy. <laughs> yeah. Even though I don't think it's a comedy, but it's no more of a I comedy mean, than it's, winning. It's a track. dramedy. It's, it's, it's sort of dramedy. like, it's, it's like Gilmore Girls, I guess. And yeah. even though I, I was like kind of dreading the runtime because a lot of the episodes are like 48 minutes, um, they, they went by pretty quickly. I wasn't like checking the countdown on the episode. It's a very, uh, we'll talk, I guess we can do comedy next week, maybe, but I would say it's Julia is a very, uh, it's such a, it's a very easy watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Even though the episodes are, I agree. Like my, that was when my wife was like, Oh, let's watch. Or I knew she was interested in watching it. And I was like, great. I made, I made, I made you watch like super pumped and winning time. <laughs> so like we can watch Julia. That's fine. And, uh, 
I was like kind of dreading it because like you said, the episodes are very long and uh, no, but they were very watchable. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything how, is how long. Was the, how was the super pumped finale? Boy, Joyce, I was like living, <laughs> living my truth on that. That's a limited series that I, I absolutely love. It had, uh, it opens with Pearl Jam's Alive. So already like in, and then uh, it has literally like, there's a part towards the end uh, where Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Travis Kalanick turns and talks to the camera and basically is like, it's like a mix of vice when when Christian Bale talks to the camera as Dick Cheney. And then also like the speech of Jack, Jack Nicholson gives in, in a few good men. Okay. <laughs> like you want me on that wall? You need me on that wall? And then uh, it ends with Yellow Ledbetter, which obviously it would as the biggest program fan <laughs> on the world. I was like, yes, hell yeah. It just was such a fun watch. There's a whole sequence where, where uh, Kyle Chandler uh, explains the plot of the movie Life with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal. You remember that horror sci-fi I, horror I movie. do remember that. I remember the, the promo tour for that more than anything. So And so that, it plays a part in this because uh, they compare uh, Travis Kalanick to the murdering, uh, uh, world-annihilating space alien in life. Incredible. So uh, it's, it was a series, pretty, it's, it was a really entertaining show. Uh, <laughs> it was really entertaining. Uh, well, we could do limited, we'll do limited series maybe. A couple of weeks or so, but I just like I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I don't know. Um, yeah, I uh, can't can't say I've watched it yet, but I, I watched your other favorite show, We Crashed. Oh, so. just the best. <laughs> we Crashed is great. Another winner, Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway doing all the acting. Joyce. Anne is completely serving, and I would be completely okay with her winning. I have her in. I, I we we're not doing limited today, but I will say I put her in, and she's still like the odds on her are way too. She's not getting enough respect. I in these early stages. I don't know. I I feel like people are not watching the show because of Jared and like you know everything about him. And his over the topness, and then like House of Gucci and everything. But I actually I liked him here more than I did in House of Gucci. Like I wasn't like turned off by him at all. And like I like I just I was like LOL, like Jared Leto in House of Gucci. Like just you know, <laughs> no no one told him no in that movie. I, actually, I think he I, gives a better performance here. But I I feel like no one is watching this show. It's funny, like it's so like I feel like just in general the consensus around Apple this year has been like, Hey, Apple's great. Right. Like, I feel like just got awesome, uh, awesome content, right? Like whatever they like Coda one best picture. So they're clearly like doing great. They have Ted Lasso. That's still like a very popular show. They come back with severance obviously was like one of the bigger water cooler hits. And I put that in air quotes because we're nobody has a water cooler. Uh, but like, it does feel like that show did have like a little bit of a resurgence there. And then it has, you know, after party, we loved, it just feels like they have a lot of good stuff. And I, I mean, we crashed, I think was like hurt by the fact that there are three different shows about Silicon Valley right now. And that were there like, are so many scammer shows all, and then all reference each other. Like Jared Leto gets referenced in the dropout and like the Uber, uh, I guess Uber is referenced in we crash, but also yeah, it's yeah, like, we crash, like they, they, they cover or they play the news clip of Travis Kalanick. And like the, the benchmark capital, which is like what the group that like back Travis and Uber is also part of, we crash, we work. So it just is like, all these things are all like kind of intermingled. And I just think that for whatever reason, we crash is the one that's gotten like the least amount of buzz though. I could say the same for super pumped perhaps, because I didn't see a lot of people talking about that one either. Um, the dropout really took all the oxygen and at the same, I'm like, 
a little disappointed because, like you said, I think Jared Leto is actually great on We Crash. He's like really funny. Yeah, like I think it's a better performance than like House of Gucci. It is. I I, I don't think that's a hard bar to clear. No, but I actually think he should get nominated. And I mean, Anne Hathaway is like transcendent on on We Crash. She is so much going for it. She's doing a voice that's like sort of like the Elizabeth Holmes voice. She plays the woman she plays is Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. So you get like a hilarious, she's just is hilarious. And so someone, same, if, this, if this show were bigger, someone would have already made a super cut of all the Gwyneth mentions. She dresses as a Navi from Avatar. She might've seen on her Instagram account. It's incredible. And I would say like the thing that I've been impressed with, we crashed uh, while I, I'm still not sure of the POV necessarily. And I think that's like maybe the one demerit of the show where it's like, I think dropout, you were supposed to, if not, empathize with Elizabeth Holmes because she is like does a lot of amoral uh, things and is not seemingly the most upstanding person. I think the show tries to explain why she is the way she is, right? I got a lawnmower outside, Joyce. I'm screaming over. I, 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 I can hear it. I, I like this background noise. <laughs> but with We Crashed, I still don't know what the POV is because it's like not really an indictment of I don't think it is an indictment of them, but also it's like not really like pro them. Obviously, it's just it's like I just don't know what the POV is. But I kind of like showing what happened, right? But I I do think that uh, I don't know. I think that in a different actors actors hands, the Anne Hathaway part would just be played fully for jokes and like kind of like really dunked on. And I feel like Anne gives her while she is a, a. a at times laughable person. <laughs> I don't think it's like mean spirited. I don't know. I think she's like, actually like tries to like, she tries to like find the humanity in that character. And I, I just really like her performance while at the same time finding her hilarious. Uh, the, in the, one of the episodes that was just on, so you finished it. I, I I'm watching around with the people choice. I love, I love watching things with the people. Uh, so the one that was just on, I think it was the sixth episode. They, she does like the thing where she's got the whiteboard and she's like writing, we everything that they want to do. And I think one of them was like, we food parentheses vegan. It just was <laughs> yeah. like, it's just such a fun, it's just like the, the show is funny. It just is a good show. Well, uh, no, I I just, I died when um, America Ferrera yells at her and like walks out and then Anne starts to cry, but like she's in like full makeup. So she just takes the tissue and like puts it like right underneath her eyelids. So she could protect incredible. her makeup. Just incredible. So, we're, so but the, the, again, well, if they're limited, it's just too much fun. We cannot talk about limited series. Maybe, maybe uh, this year Apple will conquer drama and then next year it'll conquer limited. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like I'm also with the with Severance, back to that. You're right. I think that this is like the high moment for Severance and like feels like people are really excited about it. But is it really going to get four acting nominations? Like I would presumably predict it for. I don't think so. And I think if I was going to knock somebody out, it would probably be Brit. Uh, allow her just because of her lack of name recognition, even though I think the performance is very worthy. And then maybe even Turturro, because I just think you could find, you could see a world where Turturro and Christopher Walken like kind of split their own vote and maybe neither one of them gets in. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Mr. Robot season one. Which one? Mr. Robot. Oh yeah. I mean like similar high concept show. Yeah. Sort of, uh, thriller esque you you can meet some people might call it sci-fi um and you know uh i i don't think adam scott's performance is 
like, you know, the character is not on the level of like, you know, Rami Malek's and um, Elliot Anderson uh, in Mr. Robot. No. Um, right. That was his name, right? Elliot? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's been too long. <laughs> um, but you know, that, that did well in season one, did, uh, not so much in the later seasons, but I don't know if that was also like the USA of it all, um, you know, where it aired, but I guess you could also say like Apple is outside of Ted is kind of unproven um, at the Emmys as well. Um, but I just, the, the way people watch the show and caught on to the show, like throughout the season and then the anticipation and the reaction to the finale kind of reminds me of that. Although the Mr. Robot season one finale uh, was hampered by a real life shooting, unfortunately, that they right. delayed the airing. Um, yeah. So I, I could see it. What did it, Mr. Did Mr. Robot get, it got like, it got fewer than 10 nominations, I think in the first season. So I could see like season one of severance being in that ballpark maybe, or it could just completely explode. Yeah, that's I the, I I don't I I always say I don't know, but I'm just like I I it's it feels both a little early and also like what's gonna stick around. I, I guess I just don't know what's gonna stick around. Like the enthusiasm. Oh, so I think like severance. I think it could get into writing. The severance can get into writing and directing for Ben Stiller. <laughs> right, Ben Stiller. I, I love his directing on it. It's so great. I was actually the one of the a, a slightly disappointing part about one of the postmortems was that he apparently has another movie that he's also going to be shooting this summer when they're going to be shooting Severance season two. So I think he said he was only going to maybe direct two episodes instead of more. I think he directed seven of the nine. I will say the other he did, director. He, did six. He, he I don't think he did the middle three. three. Yeah. So the other director was, uh, uh, I of McCardle, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, she uh, did an amazing job as well. I thought, I thought uh, her, her episodes were really great. And I, she was not somebody I was familiar with so much so that I'm sure I butchered her name uh, when I just said it, but I know the, um, but uh, no, I was really impressed with her. So if she's going to end up doing more episodes in season two, that'd be great. But I did also think Ben Stiller was like really impressive. In season yeah. Two. And I think he, like he could submit the finale as his, like he should submit the finale. The finale to me felt like, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, in uh, what is the Christopher Nolan movie uh, Inception, Joyce? <laughs> you forgot the name of Inception. I kept thinking Interstellar. Inception, Joyce. Uh, when they're fall, it's 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 mostly mostly the third act when they're all like trying to trip, uh, go up the levels, and they're in the van that's slowly falling. It's almost like a comical meme that the van is falling off the bridge and like. To, it's just moving incredibly slow while everything is happening. Uh, but it felt like that was a pacing because it was just the cutting between each section and like where they were and how it was kept building momentum and building tension was just a masterclass. I just thought it was so good. Yeah. Um, and again, 40, a crisp 41 minutes for we love a drop. we love a 40 minute show. Yeah. I always I have no I have no answer for this. Why do you think everything is too long? Movies are too long, shows are too long. What is it? <laughs> I think it's because now like fewer things are, are, I mean, broadcast TV still exists, obviously, right. but you know, with streaming and premium, you know, they're not dependent on ads. So right. they feel like they have all this real estate and it's just like, let's, you know, stuff as much things as we want into this thing we're creating. And like, like no one, it's, I don't think it's like a lack of notes. Cause we hear about creatives all the time about the notes they get from, you know, higher ups and stuff. But I think, like they know like timing is not an issue 
and then they feel like, oh, if maybe like they're debating cutting a scene or whatever. And then it's like, oh, we have the time. Like we can keep it, you know? And you know, like who really started this trend <laughs> is like Kurt Sutter. <laughs> His shows, like this is like 10 years ago, but like Sons of Anarchy, like oh, <laughs> so long, mm-hmm. like over an hour long, those episodes. It's, it's and tough. it just kind of like bled into all these other shows and all these like services and they don't have to worry about time. No. And uh, sometimes it works. I mean, honestly, like I'm not, not everything is too long, but everything is definitely longer than it would have. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not against like long runtime when it makes sense for the story. Like after I'm done watching, I'm like, that was worth my three and a half hours. (laughs) Right. You know, but sometimes I, I feel like there it's, it's just something unedited. And then it's like, you, you, you could make this tighter. Certainly. <laughs> uh, just any other, any other dramas here before we, we, we skedaddle uh, that you want to hit on that we haven't um, talked about? A show we haven't talked about. Or... Well, you have Bridgerton and you only have it in for series, no actors. Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, last year, reggae, John Page got in. I, feel like it might be a little too crowded for Jonathan Bailey this season. So yeah. I remember last year, people were predicting multiple acting nominations for Bridgerton. Um, yeah. So it was like, it was like all like lead for like Phoebe, you know, like all of her supporting. Um, so I don't, I don't know about Jonathan. I think, you know, if like, I like would Bob Odenkirk get in before Jonathan Bailey? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't have either of them in, but I don't know. I think I think Jonathan Bailey would get him before Bob Odenkirk. I think like they're, you know, Bridgerton is a, a popular show. That's why yeah. it's incredibly popular. And even the second season, while I'd say the response again was not as uh, loud as the first season, it was still pretty loud. <laughs> it was a huge. Yeah, hit. I mean, I think it was always gonna be that way. Um, Oh, you you know what? One of the seven shows I watched this week was Pachinko. I finished it. Oh, yes. And yes. Uh, great show. Um, I wouldn't say it's a, a binge show. I did not binge it. I watched it like over several days. I mean, I started it before last week, but um, yeah, I still have Ye Jung Yoon in. Um, but I would totally uh, nominate uh, the younger version of her character uh, played by or well, not the child, but like the yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, Kim In Ha, like she has like some incredible stuff in the last couple episodes. Hmm. And if if you watch the finale, you will totally cry in the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> did you cry? You never cry. I did not cry. No, I don't cry. I told you the last time I cried watching TV was when <laughs> Doctor Green died on ER twenty years ago. <laughs> but like the the last five minutes of the Pachinko finale, it's it's not even like plot related really but it's very moving so okay. and i but i don't know if like well, i i want to put it into drama but i don't know if it'll make it and i don't know if apple will get two in right and that's the thing it's just there's too much there's too much drama. Yes. Uh, well i guess we should we could wrap it up there uh, we'll be back this week we're going to do another one of our oscars playbacks choice should, should we say what year it is or what ceremony it is? Or, yeah, you know? we wanna, we, we're, we're going to do uh, the 1990, uh, 
seven, right? Oscars or is it 1998? What was it? Well, it's the, the ceremony Nin- took place in 97 for the 97 Oscars for the 96 yeah. movies, uh, which is a great, that's a great trans transformational uh, year. I would say for the Academy, it was the, the year of the Indies. It wasn't the year of the Indies. And it's hilarious that I think it is definitely more of like the modern Oscars than we see now, but also the next year uh, was Titanic, I believe. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> didn't really last that long of uh, the indie indies did not last forever here, but until now. Um, but yeah, so we'll do that as well. And then next week we'll come back for this and maybe we'll do comedy touch on the Minx finale, Abbott elementary finale. Yes. Uh, and Julia, Julia, a lot of fun stuff. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Joyce. Bye. <laughs> for all things, Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at gold Derby. 